something today. You ready to learn something? You ready to learn something that's beyond your present? That's beyond your right now? Regardless of what right now looks like to you. I want what's past right now. I want to access what's outside my reach. This arm, I don't know how long my arm is, but this arm can reach out there, let's say three feet. That's as far as it can go. But everybody knows in this room, even though my arm can only reach three feet and can't touch any of you, yet you still are present. You are the indication that my arm can't reach everything that is. And in the same way is our faith. In the same way is the Spirit of God in us. There's so much past where we are. Man, I'm ready to access it. Are you? You ready today? Stand with me if you would please one more time and let me lift my voice over you because I want to activate in you. If there's no hunger, I want to activate hunger. If there is hunger, I want it to go further. Whatever is in you, I want to increase that today with my words of faith, with my words, of, with the words that I speak, with the anointing that the Father has anointed me with. Today, I lift my voice over you people. I lift my voice over every man. I lift my voice over every woman, over every young person, over every adult, over every senior citizen, over anyone who has an ear to hear today. I lift my voice over you today. I speak to you today by the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I speak to you today to receive what you didn't know you were coming for. Receive today what you didn't know you could understand. Hear today what you didn't expect to hear. See what you never thought you could. Father, today by your word and by your spirit, I strike hands with this congregation today. I strike hands with them today. Increase our faith. Cause the faith that is in us. Whatever measure exists to be accessed, every part and every portion, leaving nothing untouched. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now turn around, strike hands with someone one more time. Be seated, and then grab your Bible or your phone or your iPad or your whatever you've got. Woo, man, I am so fired up to go this morning. We have been preaching this series on, when I say we, I meant we, and uh, we have been speaking and learning and teaching uh, this series, God the Holy Spirit now, for, what, six weeks, I think, and we have a couple of more weeks to go in this particular uh, series. Just because there's only two more weeks that I'm teaching it certainly does not indicate, does not say about it that you can say everything that needs to be known about Holy Spirit in an eight-week season or series. I can tell you that uh, there's so much to know about him, and he is going to show himself to you in ways that only you would recognize and only you need. Because you may need him in ways that I do not. And uh, we'll talk some about that this morning. But I want to talk to you this morning, again, about God the Holy Spirit. I want to teach you this morning about God the Holy Spirit with this reference point, the other side. What is the other side? What does that mean? If you... Are you ready today? Man, I just want to get in my hand what I see in my heart. Hmm. Man, I want to lay hold of what I know in my mind. I want to lay hold of it with my fingers. I want to know it. 
laid my hands on Heather this morning to speak to her body to be well. They were in a car accident this week, was rear-ended by a driver, and she requires some healing this morning. I want to lay hold of that healing that might not be in my hand, but it's in the heart of God, therefore it can be in ours too. Amen? Amen. Laying hold of that. I want to lay hold of opportunity for people to repent and be delivered from their, their, their offenses and their hurts and their wounds and so they can and be healed and be whole so they can come to a place where they can again access the fullness of God because offense takes you out of access points, removes you from access points, causes us to not be able to see the truth. I want to eliminate that. Those who are watching, those who are present, wherever you might be, you might be under the sound of my voice in days ahead, wherever it is. Man, I'm excited today. I know what Holy Spirit has the capable of. There is another side. Everybody say, another side. Say, the other side. Let's find out what that is this morning. So, two-way glass. Raise your hand. Why do they call it that? Because it's, it's not fair. It should be one way. Two-way glass is that thing that you see when you're watching CSI or you're watching NCIS or you're watching one of these crime shows or you're wherever you are or you were in the interrogation room and you couldn't see. <laughs> Some of you remember that. And... Um, so they were interviewing you. I mean, not interviewing, but interrogating. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you've ever been interviewed and had a light in your face, there was probably one of those in that room. But there's a, uh, you thought it was an interview. It wasn't. <laughs> this glass, this mirror that you can see through it one way, but the person on the other side can't see you. So really, it should be called one-way glass. But they don't call it that. It's called two-way glass, two-way mirror. But consider a two-way glass, and when you look from the other side of the mirror, Holy Spirit helps you see the whole picture. So when you're standing on the side that you can see yourself, and if it is a two-way mirror and there's something on the other side, there's a whole world that exists on the other side of that glass. Wouldn't you like to know what it is that exists on the other side of that glass? Or if you were ever the one being interrogated, wouldn't you like to know who it is that's paying attention to what you might be hiding? I want to talk about the other side of uh, our life, the other side of opportunity, the other side of what's available to you and me by Holy Spirit today. And I want to begin uh, by reading Acts chapter 7. And when I read this, it's going to seem like, how does this fit? It's really just a glimpse into what we have the capability of seeing when we possess Holy Spirit. And when we possess Holy Spirit... He helps us to be a witness to our possibilities. And I want to be a witness to my possibilities. And then when I'm a witness to my possibilities, perhaps my possibilities will become realities. I want to bring what's possible into the now. How about you? So let's read in Acts chapter 7, and I would encourage you today, if you haven't downloaded the app for the Rock of Central Florida, I would encourage you to do so. If you click on the notes section, you can follow along with us there. There's an area you can fill in. You can also refer back to the notes that uh, are in there from the, the messages that are taught here. 
And again, you can download that app on any of your, whatever app store you possess, whatever item you're using, or iOS you're using, it's the Rock of Central Florida, search for it and download it today. It's a great opportunity for you. Acts chapter 7, let's begin with verse 54. Now, when they heard these things, they were enraged. In other words, Stephen, let me back up and just give you the quickie here. Stephen was basically rebuking those who were gathered, and he said to them, he said, you stiff-necked, uncircumcised bunch of rascals, you don't know the Lord, you're a whitewashed generation. You say you know him, but you really don't know him. You've limited the capacity of who God can be in your life, and he just really let them have it. And um, for all the people that believe wrapping your arms around somebody, loving somebody because you wrap your arms around them, Stephen in Scripture just really blew your, your religion out of the water. Because love sometimes is absolutely telling the truth. that It sticks you in the heart with a dagger. And, uh, and because of that love, Stephen showed them love, and then they showed him what they thought love was. So now when they heard these things, they were enraged, these Christian folks or these God-fearing folks, quote-unquote, and they ground their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, everybody say Stephen, Stephen. full of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. By Holy Spirit, Stephen, say this with me, by Holy Spirit, Spirit. Stephen Stephen. saw the other side. There is a very real need for believers, us, you, and me to consider the other side of our current viewpoint and then learn and grow from it. We need to consider the other side of whatever viewpoint we go like this. Whatever viewpoint I currently have, I need to consider the other side of that And as I consider that, I need to learn and grow from it. What is on the other side of what you believe today? Is our faith and is our vision today, is is your faith, is your vision, is it one-dimensional? What I see, it just is what it is. This is all God, this is all Yahweh has to work with. What's before my eyes, this is, this is what he has. But what might be on the other side? of what, Have you ever considered what's on the other side of what you believe? Let's talk about it. How does Holy Spirit help us see the other side? This is where it gets good. John 14, 26, turn there. John 14, 26 says this. We read this first couple of weeks. We're reading it again today. But the helper, everybody say the helper, who is the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. The helper. Who is the Holy Spirit? That's good. Thank you. Whom the Father will send in my name, Jesus said. He will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Teach you all things. And then he will also do this pretty crazy, awesome thing that I think is amazing in light of all that we've been talking about. And then he will do this as well. He will bring to your remembrance everything I have ever said to you. That's pretty cool. Let's just read it one more time so you can get it this morning. Because some of y'all didn't go, ooh, yeah, I got it. Wow. But the Holy Spirit, or the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father, whom Yahweh, whom God will send in my name, he will teach you.
And in the middle of teaching you all things, he's going to remind you of everything that I have ever said to you. Remember what we said, John said, and let me refer back to this very quickly. I can't hang out there. But remember in John, in the last verse of the last chapter of the book of John, where he says the world is not big enough to contain the books that it would take to record the miracles that Jesus did in three years of ministry? is not big enough. Get that. The world, this big old world, is not big enough to contain the books that it would take to record all of the miracles that Jesus did in three years of ministry. That's pretty phenomenal, and yet we put all of our hopes on this. This can't even fill this room. It can't even fill this table. And yet we assume that everything Jesus ever did was right here. Do you know what this is? This is to remind me that there's more to believe for. This was given to me to remind me and to encourage me and to give me hope that there is more to trust him for, more to have faith for, more on the other side. What's on the other? What's on the other side? The world is not big enough to contain the books that it would take to record the miracles that Jesus did. And yet, we put all of our faith in the one book that was written that isn't big enough to fill the table. Because faith was never meant to be put in a book. It was meant to be in the one the book is about. The book has never led anybody to enter heaven. No one ever said when they came to the whatever altar they found themselves at, I, re, I repent of my sins and I confess the Bible with everything in me and then they were saved. It's never happened. Not even one time. Not even a half of one time. But every person who repents of their sins and accepts Jesus Christ, the one this leads us to, comes to the knowledge of God and is empowered then to find out what is on the... Uh, oh, oh, if this is ah, then this is wow. If this is, oh man, leather, black and white pages. If this is sweet, this is pure honey. You got you you getting me this morning? I can only I can know this because I read well. But I can only know this because I receive well. I position myself to find out what is on what possibilities lie on the other side of what I see. So he said the helper 
whom the Father will send in my name, he's going to teach you all things and he's going to bring to your remembrance everything that I've ever said to you. What has Christ said to you that has been forgotten throughout the ages, throughout your life? Well, I don't know what all Christ has said to me. We remember when we access that by Holy Spirit. He says Holy Spirit will cause you to remember even that that you have forgotten. Because what happens is you begin to dream dreams and then things come up and things happen and you have a get a husband and then he takes your attention away from everything. <laughs> then you have kids and that's the only thing that exists. And all of a sudden you've forgotten. And Holy Spirit said, and I will remind you about everything that He's ever said to you. Those things throughout all the ages and not only throughout the ages of your existence, that's one dimensional, but multi-dimensional is what He say to your ancestors and to your ancestors' ancestors and to your ancestors' ancestors' ancestors. What did He say to you before He put flesh on your spirit? Oh, my, 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 my. If you can get what I'm talking about this morning, you can really be what you want to be and do what he told you you could. Got to hear me this morning. So what will we talk about this morning? He said he will enable you to do these things. I want to talk about a few things real quickly. He said he will enable you, first of all, to activate your faith for what he has put in your heart. One, he will enable you, Holy Spirit, when you're able to look past and you're able to look at this and you're going to say, if this is good, this is better. If this is good, this is better. But I can't see the better without seeing the good. I need the good to get to the better. Doesn't throw this out. Can't take and throw this thing out. But I need this so I can get to here. This is my key of helping me understand this. I have to understand the natural before I can get to the spiritual. First the natural, Bible says, then the, then the spiritual. One, he will enable you to activate your faith for what he has put in your heart. I'll come back to this. Two, he will help you access the supernatural. I'll come back to that. Three, he will help you be creative, listen to this, in unexpected ways. What? Yeah, true. It's a true story. And I'm going to share an example with you in just a minute. So let's go back to the first one. He will enable you to see how to activate your faith for what he has put in your heart. Faith isn't what you believe about what you see. It's believing for what you cannot see. Faith is not about believing in what you can see. That doesn't require faith. I know Jenny Kerner is a real person. Remember I talked about a while ago, I can't reach her with my arm right now. That doesn't mean she doesn't exist just because I can't touch her right now. I can't say I can't touch her, she, does, she isn't there. Well, I see her. So she's there. It doesn't take faith to believe in Jenny Kerner. It doesn't take faith to believe in any of you. Christian, when I look at Christian Perez, he's further away than Jenny. But I believe in Christian. I can see Christian. Someone could say Christian's really not here. Can you touch him? I can't touch Christian. Then how do you know he's there? I can see Christian. Are you sure that's Christian? I'm pretty sure nobody else I've ever met looks like Christian. And I mean that in all the right ways. Faith isn't what you believe about what you see. It is believing what you cannot. But there's only one way to access that. It's the other side. I've got to let Holy Spirit work in me to help me see what's on the other side. See, when I'm only looking at this one-dimensional thing, and I'm going to go ahead and keep using this thing we call the Bible, and I'm going to look at this thing, and I'm going to say, see, it doesn't take faith to believe that this is a Bible. This is a Bible. I mean, I've heard it all my life. You've heard it all your life, generations of time. It doesn't take faith to believe this. What it takes faith for is what's on the other side of this. What does this thing point me to? 
See, most people say, oh, man, that, that pointed me to something that's beyond this. I don't understand that. Well, a lot of times when people say to you, well, I, you know, I read the Bible, but I didn't get it. It's because it isn't the final answer. The Bible wasn't meant to be the final answer. The reason we read the Bible sometimes and we don't understand what it's saying is because he's trying. The Bible was meant to provoke you to search for more. Yeah. And you only get that when you do that by Holy Spirit. So when you read a scripture and you say, well, I don't understand that. There's got to be more to it. There is. There is more to it. And Holy Spirit's saying, just ask me. Holy Spirit's saying, wait a minute. What you've done is if you're, you're, you're looking at this. What's on the other side? When you look at all these things and you're reading all this, what's on the other side of that? And he said, I'm going to help you. The Father said, I'm going to send Holy Spirit, and he's going to bring to your remembrance what you've forgotten. And sometimes the first thing that we forget is that we can actually access Holy Spirit to, ac to reach, to understand, to consider those things that before were never considered. Amen? So his faith isn't what you believe about what you see. It's believing for what you can't. The disciples did not need faith. Listen to what I'm about to say. This is really going to help a lot of people. It's going to change your whole perspective on how you pray. Hear what I'm about to say. I hope you get this. I hope you will only understand this by Holy Spirit. If you can't understand it by Holy Spirit, it's either going to offend you or it's going to give you revelation. The disciples didn't need faith to calm the storm. Remember when they were in the boat and they were sleeping, or Jesus was sleeping, they're freaking out because the water was rising, the storms were... The skies were gnashing their teeth. We're using that today because it's a nice little reference. But the skies are blowing up and they're freaking out. Oh, we're going to die. Throw things overboard. Who sinned among us? Blah, blah, blah. The disciples didn't need faith to calm the storm. They needed faith in God who calms the storm. See, here's what we do with our faith, and we need to understand this. And you're only going to understand this because what I'm about to tell you comes from the other side. It doesn't come from this side. This side of our understanding. This side is what we can do with our natural. It's the other side that is only accessed by the Spirit. So you're going to have to access what I'm about to tell you by the Spirit to really get it. You ready? So, and maybe you already get it, and some of you might. But some of you don't. And I'm going to help us today. I'm going to help us. See, the problem, uh, the challenge, the whatever you want to call it, and much of the church today, let me put it this way, most believers today, when they hear the word, you need to have faith, you need to have faith, we have faith in this thing happening. In other words, the disciples on the ship, they, Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. Well, what he wasn't saying to them was, oh, ye of little faith that the storms can calm or even that you can calm the storm. That is not the suggestion. Oh, you lack faith to calm the storm. If you had faith even as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be removed and it would be cast into the sea. He wasn't referring to, he's not talking about them having faith in what they could do. See, I'm going to tell you where faith activates. Faith activates in Yahweh God. Listen to what I'm saying. I hope you get what I'm about to say. Our faith should not be in, I need this healing. I have faith for healing. Forget it. I have faith for deliverance. Really? Why? I have faith to be debt free. Really? Why? Don't give up because you're going to need it forever. I have faith for a job. Really? I don't know, but somewhere in this thing that's on this side of my understanding, I, I find that you know, he has an answer for all of my needs. 
And that his desire is to give me the desires of my heart. It's in the heart of God to make sure that I'm a son that is neither a beggar nor an orphan. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying today? He does not delight in our infirmity. He does not delight in our ignorance. He does not delight in our lack. He does not delight in our need. He delights in our obedience. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Let me ask you what would please God. Does it please God more to say, I have faith that I can calm the storm? Or would it please Him more to say, I have faith in God who can calm the storm? He's not sharing His glory. You need to hear what I'm telling you this morning. And Jesus said to the disciples, you have, and I'm paraphrasing, you have faith that you can calm the storm. You can't. But you said speak to the mountain. I'm telling you, you talk to the Father. He will speak to the mountain by Holy Spirit. What's in Holy Spirit will come out of you. But only because you have faith in God. You put your faith in him. He knows of what you have need right now. And right now, disciples, you need the storm. You need the seas to be calm. And you know there needs to be peace. You put your faith in the Father. What you did was you lost sight of the other side. You lost sight, boys. That's what he said when he said, oh, you have little faith. What he really said in today's terms is you lost sight of the other side. Your faith is in what you can touch. Ah, Jesus, wake up. Stuff's happening all around us. I got to hurry. I got to get through this. It's happening all around us. And Jesus said, oh, you have little faith. He said, you lost sight of the other side. You get back your sight to the, on the other side. You refocus. I want, what I want you to do right now is I want you to say, Father, forgive me. Help me see. Holy Spirit, you have empowered me. Let me see past this. Let me see what's on the other side of this storm. What's on the other side is the Father saying, I just whipped this thing up to find out where you were. I just went, and it went, and you went, He said, I want to get on the other side and go, and the storm go, and you go, yeah! Man, I'm not going to get to all this stuff that I want to get to. So the disciples didn't need faith to calm the storm. They They needed faith in God who calms the storm. So what we do is, we, we think about all the things, Sydney, that we have need of in our lives, and we, we try to focus our faith on that. I have faith for this. I have faith for this. We forget what we have faith for. That's right. yeah. But God never does. God said, you just put your faith in me. Remember. Remember who I am. I am the creator. You put your faith in me. Don't you think for a second, I don't know what you need. Don't you think for a second, I know you need healing. You put your faith in me. You get your focus on me. Stop asking amiss. Boy, that relieves a whole lot of pressure. You ever go to bed hoping you prayed for everything you needed? 
and wake up some point in the middle of the night thinking, man, I left something out. Well, you just go to bed, you just see the other side and say, I know what's on the other side of this and I know who controls it. I know who has dominion over every part of it. A friend of mine said, let me just say this real quick, but a friend of mine, I was talking to him this week, man, he had provoked me, he provoked me, he provoked me. And he said to me, we were talking and we were, I was just sharing with him some of the things that I've been talking about, Holy Spirit and what have you. And he shared with me, he said, man, he said, I realized this week when I was in prayer with the people in our church, he said, <clears throat> he said, for years and years and years, he said, I, when we were meeting for prayer, you know, we would pray and I would pray for church growth. I would pray for growth. Lord, help us grow. Lord, help us grow. Lord, just grow the church. Just grow the church. You know, we, we, it would be nice to have 10 people. Just grow the church. Be nice now to have 100. Be nice now to have 1,000. Help us grow the church. Help us grow the church. They're a big church today. And he said, then I realized the other day we were praying and in our intercession, he said, I realized I don't remember the last time I asked him to help us grow the church. Because he's doing that all by himself. He says, now I'm asking him, help us manage what keeps coming in. He said, I don't remember the last time I said, help us grow the church. Now I'm just asking, help us manage everything that's coming in, everyone that's coming in. The resources, the people, the finances, the opportunities, the moments, the stories. Help us manage this. What a testimony. That's seeing the other side. See, on this side, it's always a need. On the other side, there's always an answer. Step two, Holy Spirit helps us to access the supernatural. What is outside of your ordinary? And your supernatural might not be my supernatural. See, when we look to the other side, when we allow Holy Spirit to show us and reveal to us what's on the other side of that mirror, that two-way glass, and we allow Holy Spirit to show us, if we could look through that thing, see, when we're looking at it, we just see ourselves. The Holy Spirit says, I want to remove that. I want you to see what I see. I see the whole picture. When you look through that thing, I want you to see the kingdom of heaven open wide. I want you to see the kingdom of God and its gates open wide. I want you to see every opportunity that you have in front of you. I want you to see it open wide, wide, open wide, ye gates, open up. Reveal to us. Your supernatural might not be my supernatural. What I need supernaturally, you might not need. But here's the thing. I need to position myself to stop praying for what I need supernaturally. And position myself to say, Father, you know what? Every answer that I need is in you. And there's, there's needs that I have that, you, that I don't even know about. But you know. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to talk to you. You are awesome. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for my wife, for my kids, for my church, for these people. Thank you for faith. Thank you for opportunity. Thank you today for what I don't know to be thankful for yet. Anybody hearing what I'm saying this morning? We need to shift that instead of saying, you know, this and this. And this I need this and this and this and this. And because, you know, here, again, your supernatural is not my supernatural. What I have needs of, if I look at it from this side, if I'm just looking from this side, I can, my, all I, you know what I see? The bullet point list of my needs. But when I go like this, or I go like this, I say, oh, oh, that's what that answer looks like. Man, I need to stop. I need to look the other side because this is what you've already provided for that. Oh, I see. That's attached to that, but I couldn't see it from this. Uh-huh. 
That's exactly what he does. Holy Spirit helps us see what's on the other side. What's on the other side of this? Healing, deliverance, salvation, righteousness, hope, dreams, visions, fulfillment, forgiveness, salvation. All these things. What's on the other side? My husband, my wife, my job, my opportunity, my hopes, whatever it is. Holy Spirit has it on the other side. And then let me wrap it up with this. Be creative. Holy Spirit will help you be creative in unexpected ways. So for those of you that know me, some of you don't know me or haven't been here long enough to know this, but it's always been in my heart. It's been in our Constitution and bylaws since the day the church was established in 1999, and that was to have a bank, a banking system within the church where we would do banking differently. We would have a, in the foyer of the church, we would have a financial institution that enabled people to do things that, are, that normal banks wouldn't allow them that revolved around the kingdom and had a kingdom perspective. And then I went to work at a bank for some time in order to begin to learn in the back office. I worked in the back office four years ago and uh, went in there and I worked in the backside just to kind of get the feel for what was going on and, and was uh, communicating with the CEO, trying to pick his brain, the CFO trying to pick her brain, just trying to figure out ways and means. And, and the more you talk, the more it just regulates after this and that and then after leaving the bank you know I researched it and looking at credit unions and all these other things and and it was just frustrating because it was so it's so complicated it's just a convoluted mess of things that you've got to do and it just does not look like the kingdom of God there was no freedom in it no liberty in it and by the time you paid for this regulation and this license and this everything else there's nothing left to help the people who believe in the kingdom and who trust the father there was no room to help so I hadn't given up but I just stopped thinking about it too much waiting for the moment and then I was driving somewhere last week week before last, last whenever it was a week or two ago and I was driving over to Crystal River, and I passed that bank I was working for. I passed it, and I'm going to wrap it up with this. I passed this bank, and Holy Spirit brought to my attention. He said, or I said to Holy Spirit, I said, what, what, what's going on with this? Where is that? You put this in my heart. This isn't something I made up. I mean, it's 20 years later, and it's still active in me. What is it? And he didn't tell me. And I drove for an hour and a half headed to where I was headed. I drove an hour and a half to get there. He didn't tell me. I met the people I was meeting. I spent a few hours with them. I got back in my truck, had an hour and a half drive back. As soon as I shut the door in my truck, Holy Spirit reminded me. He said, I'm going to tell you what it is. You're looking at this thing from the wrong side. You are looking at banking from the side you understand. The side you get. You are looking at finance from the perspective within your intellect. And he said, you need to look at it from the other side. And he said, let me tell you, let me give you an example. It was shocking, the example he used. He said, consider Uber. I don't really know much about Uber. I've used it quite a few times. It's wonderful. I get on my car app if I'm at an airport or something, I can shh, shh, and they come up and do their thing. And he said, consider Uber. He said, the taxi industry was exactly the same for 90-whatever years. Nothing changed. A taxi was a taxi was a taxi. 
It was all business. They pull up. They didn't know your name. They throw your stuff in the trunk. You paid them a fee. They drove off. The only thing that changed was their price. For 90-something years. A taxi was a taxi. He said, I want you to consider, consider Uber. Then this dude, that's not really what Holy Spirit said, but I filled in the blank. Could have been a dudette. Could have been a woman. I don't know. But he said, then this person comes up with this idea. Didn't come up with it by themselves. Came up with it by Holy Spirit. I don't care if they were saved or not saved. No, nothing creative happens outside of Holy Spirit. We have no creative power in and of ourselves. And he said, and out of me, I made them look at this from a different perspective and find out what needs to shift in this that isn't, nobody expects what's about to come. But I found someone who's willing to believe for what has never even existed. And Uber was born. And Lyft was born. And now you know what's cool? When they pick me up at the airport, I watch them on my phone. Okay, there they are. That's them. Yep. And then they roll down their window and they say, hey, Steve. And I say, hey, <laughs> hey, Omar. Because they're always like an Omar or something I can't pronounce. I don't mean that's not, it's not. It just is. Use Uber. You'll know what I'm talking about. He says, you're going to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. How do you know? It's Uber. And I get in the car. And I sit down in the car. And they take me where I'm going. And I can watch them. And I can know, hey, 7-Eleven isn't on our route. I'm not paying for this. No, I'm just kidding. But I can watch them on the route take me where I'm going. It's totally transformed. Who uses a taxi anymore? Who uses yellow cab? What's yellow cab? That's like that dinosaur. You find them now formed in a, in a form of a rock. They're fossils, if you didn't get what I said. <laughs> but Uber and Lyft, and he said, I'm the creative one, and I dwell in you. He said, you are looking at it from this side, but I want you to see banking from the other side, and I have an idea. I have something I'm going to create. It's not going to look anything like banking. In fact, the government won't even know that it's banking, so they won't even know how to regulate it, and you're going to have a freedom that no one else has had. Get ready, Steve. Get ready. Start looking at this from the other side, and I'm going to show you what the possibilities are. I'm telling you, get ready, church. Get ready, son. Get ready, daughter. Because he wants to show you what exists on the other side of what you currently know. Can you believe for that? Can you believe him for that? Stand with me this morning. Put your hands together and shout today. Bless him today. Honor him today. Exodus 35 says, Then Moses said to the people of Israel, See, the Lord is called by name. Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he has filled him with the Spirit of God with skill and intelligence and knowledge and all craftsmanship, things that people can't access, he can because he's full of the Spirit of God. And he will, because of that, devise artistic designs. Woo! I'm stirring it all up this morning. 
to work in gold and silver and bronze, not in aluminum and alloys and copper. The very best, gold and silver and bronze, and you're going to work with that, and you're going to have the ability to put your hands in it. And cutting stones for setting and carving wood for work in every skilled craft, and he has inspired him. Mm. Holy Spirit has inspired him to teach both him and Aholiab, the son of Ahizamach of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver or by a designer or by an embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen or by a weaver, by any sort, any sort of workman or skilled designer. The creative power of Holy Spirit when we look on the other side and allow him to cause us to see what's past what we have. Can you see it this morning? I want you to reach out. Reach out. I want you to look at the end of where your hand is. You can't even touch it. Go ahead, reach out there. Look at the end of your hand. Wiggle your fingers so you can see them. Those of us that need glasses. Wiggle your fingers. Now I want you to look in the back row. I want you to look at the fingers in the front row. Y'all in the front, wiggle your fingers. Look all the way up here. Everybody turn around. Turn around, everybody turn around to look towards the back wall. Everybody in the back, in, the, in this row up here, look to the back and wiggle your fingers. As far as you can see, it's still not far enough because you can see it. Oh, you need to get, now look at me. What is on the other side? You will never know unless you access it by Holy Spirit who fills you up. Not just to pray in tongues, but pray in tongues. Not just to be a good husband, but to be a good husband. Not just to be an amazing wife, but to be an amazing wife as well. I want to access what's on the other side and I'm going to do that through Him. Are you ready? Well, I'm going to ask you to do this. We're about to sing. We're about to celebrate. We're about to worship. We're about to dance. We're about to scream. We're about to yell. We're about to strike hands with one another. We're about to get crazy. Because we're ready to access what's over there. We're going to let Him activate our dreams. We're going to let Him activate the anointing in us. It's already there. It's already. Put your hands on yourself. It's already there. It's already there. Are you ready this morning? Come on, lift your voice. Begin to sing. Begin to worship. Go ahead. Come on, I want you to come up here, come up here. We are kings, you are the king. We are sons, you are.